Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Hey, Genius Leader, and welcome back to the show. I'm back from my vacation one month, totally off work. I've done two things in the whole month of August, very quick things that I one I just really wanted to do in the moment, and the other one uh, I promised to do before so, uh, as a favor and uh, just spend a little bit of time for fixing that. But otherwise, the whole month of August, I was completely cut off my work. No Slack, no LinkedIn, no work emails, nada. And it felt great. Finally, I recorded the last um well, the latest episode talking about this plan. And I shared that I felt almost some kind of anxiety going offline, so to say. And towards the end of the month, I felt anxiety of coming back. <laughs> but I guess it's just a natural cycle of how it's going. Today, I want to share a bit of my reflections from having this month to spend on the family, on myself. Uh, away from the social media because as I shared before I removed completely the TikTok and uh, Instagram from my phone and the plan was to do it for at least a week for Instagram because this is what I use for personal not only for work and I thought one week I did for sure but then I just decide how it goes if I feel like I'll download the app and just start sharing there about our vacation but I didn't feel like doing that And I probably wouldn't have done it until way back in Iceland, but I needed to to message some person back in in Portugal two days before we were leaving. And I didn't want to be attached to my laptop for that. So I downloaded the app then. And that means that I was off Instagram for 28 days and the rest, I'm just getting back on my phone now. So the first reflection that came to me about not having the social media on my phone was about the thought about the discipline. Quite a lot of people reflect on that quite often in my circles that I am the most disciplined the person they know. And for me, it's always funny because in my head, I have all the examples of where the discipline is lacking. But nevertheless, that's what people see. That's what people choose to focus and um, admire me for. Uh, and of course, I'm trying to be honest about the flaws and, and where the discipline is lacking. But The example with the Instagram showed me so much the power of intention and the right motivation when it comes to success or not with a discipline. So what I mean by that, when I went off Instagram, I wanted to take a break from diverse opinions, from seeing other people's lives or the highlights of their lives and just focus on my life, the real, the wholeness of it. And be in the moment with my family, with the friends whom we were meeting in Portugal for vacation, just enjoying the exploration of of Portugal, the possibility to travel, the just being being present in all those blessed moments that I have uh, access to. And with that, I had to, or I wanted to go 
to Instagram twice during the August and I did it on my computer just to send some messages to two particular people with, with whom I don't have any other connection but Instagram. And I directly saw like 50 notifications the first time. It was 99 plus or something like this the second time. And I didn't touch those. And that was because I wanted to live in the moment and I didn't want to be in this virtual space. I just wrote my message and then I went off. However, when I downloaded the app back in in the end of August, that was a different story. I didn't have that intention of being in the moment anymore. I was back in my normal, quote unquote, and I would just start looking at the stories of people, going through some stuff and spending quite some time on Instagram. And I thought, okay, the one day is okay to just kind of catch up with the stuff. Uh, actually, the first day was quite gentle. I there didn't spend that much time. But then the second day was quite extreme, I felt, especially in comparison to four weeks completely off. And then I was like, okay, one day just to catch up, to get in the mode of it. But then the second day came and I was again going on Instagram whenever I would feel anyhow bored, uncomfortable or whatever, the usual fleeing. So this is very interesting for me to observe in myself right now. When I don't have the intention of being in the moment, sitting with what is there, the good, the bad, the ugly, I typically go into the fleeing, into the social media, and that's what they were designed for, right? But if I set the intention for myself to be present, to be in the moment, to be totally immersed in the experience of here and now, whether it's alone, whether it's the other with the other people, whether it's doing something mundane uh, and routine or doing something exciting. I think it's just a, such a game changer and life changer. And I want to experiment more with that. I have been setting intentions before, but not those kind of more generic ones, I would say. Uh, they were more specific for each day or each interaction with people. I just want to get used to being more present in the discomfort because that's what I usually go in the go to the phone and onto the social media. So just being very honest with you with with what is there. I'm continuing this journey of, of self-exploration, observing my own reactions and learning how to interpret them and also how to go through them in a healthy, sustainable way. Another very random <laughs> might be reflection that comes to my mind is about relationships. I have been with my husband over 11 years now, five years of them married. We have moved homes together. We first over a year, we lived uh, in a long distance relationship. We moved countries together. We got a kid. We've got through a lot. And I feel like this relationship is getting better and better. Uh, there are some dips, of course, when our kid was small and we were so occupied with uh, being new parents and moving to an another country. And at some point I got really scared of growing apart and then waking up suddenly when our daughter is teenager and looking at the other side of my bed and thinking, so what was interesting for me with this guy here? And we discussed that with my husband and we took some actions, uh, being, uh, being more diligent with our dates where we are just like a couple and we go out as partners and not like a family and uh, we introduced or reintroduced the weekly reflection we discussed which areas we want to discuss on Sundays to see how our week was uh, so those tips come and they're a natural part of it and I, I love them whenever those tough moments are coming it's our opportunity to grow together to grow as individuals as well and to recommit to each other I see that is the other way of 
a characteristics of a healthy relationship that the dips come and the down moments come and the conversations have to be maybe less pleasant or less fun. But if you manage to go through it together, then you come out on the other side stronger, more loving to each other, more appreciative of each other, generally a better person. And talking about the better person, now I go back to the random reflection that I had this month, how the right person next to you can make you so much of a better person, version of yourself. When I was back in the university, still in Ukraine, I was dating a guy for quite a long time. I think in total it was two and a half years or so that we dated. And at some point, my mom, once he has left our home, said to me, Anna, your boyfriend should make you feel better when he leaves and not worse. And that meant that he should have a positive influence on me. And looking back at that relationship, I was really bitchy with that guy. He was very soft, not in a positive way that I'm trying to teach the leaders to be, but more in no opinion. Whatever you say, Anna, is fine. Whatever you you think, uh, I, I think so too, and so on. So he never opposed me. He never expressed his own opinion. He was just like a shadow of me or something. And that really pissed me off. That triggered me a lot. I wanted him to to get some emotions out. I wanted him to show his own character. I wanted to show him to express his own opinions. And to, in pursuit of that, I tried to trigger him all the time by being very bitchy. <laughs> I'm not proud of that period and I'm not proud of me in that relationship, yet that that's how it was. And that's what my mom observed and so wisely told me. And I'm so happy I listened to her then. I reflected to that and uh, I took it to my heart that the person who is next to me, the person whom I'm choosing to share my life with, should make me feel better around him or her, should make me feel more like myself instead of less like myself. And I've been reflecting on my relationship with my husband now, how he continuously makes me a better person in a very loving and gentle and accepting way. I'm getting emotional because this is just so powerful for me to realize it because I've seen an example of how it can go the wrong way. When you stay with a person who is making you a worse version of yourself, how miserable it is, how draining it must be. I've seen that and I'm very happy that I listened to my mom. Those, you know, those damn moms, sometimes they say tough things, but they are right. And um, yeah, I've built a relationship in which I enjoy being better version of myself every time where we support each other on that pursuit of improvement so yeah that's a like reflection for you and it's not necessarily about the romantic relationship or your marriage uh it can be with your colleagues with your employees or or leaders it can be with your friends where do you feel like you're coming home when you're drained where do you feel like you're asking yourself every time, like, why did I go for dinner with that person? Which people trigger you? And by no means does it mean that you only have should have the yay sayers, yes sayers around you. No, it's it's about triggering you in the ways that are draining, not in the ways that are helping you grow. So yeah, hope you you're reflecting on that every now and then, and you are clearing up your space and your circles uh, accordingly. Next reflection that I had was about postponing the life for tomorrow versus acting in here and now. We were traveling around Portugal, visiting beautiful places, and we would come to a place for a week or 10 days, and I would be looking around the area and thinking, oh, this looks amazing, I need to go there. 
what this I should do or this restaurant I should visit and those kind of things. And then in the end, maybe 30% of that happens. And by no means is it bad. I think it's good to have ideas to choose from and then feel like, hmm, in the moment, what, what do I feel like right now? And, and have a menu of things to choose from. But the other side of that is having those desires, having those wishes, and just postponing them to, to the Neverland of tomorrow. And the experience of Ukrainians now is so strong on that, that tomorrow is not guaranteed. And it's not only in the country where the war is ongoing, right? It's, it's for all of us. We never know how many days we have uh, on this planet. And we should take all of it. And it's okay to take as much as possible from it, really. We don't need to deserve it. We don't need to work hard for it. And this is something that I'm myself learning now. I have been doing a course during August uh, with a Ukrainian psychotherapist. and. She is all about living and earning money in pleasure and uh, filling your own cup first and foremost, and the rest will come. It might sound very esoteric right now how I describe it, but it's not. In her approach, I really like it. But in that course, I realized that I always feel like I need to deserve pleasure. I always feel like I need to work. And if I don't have that balance then of work and pleasure, then I'm kind of wasting my time because I could have done some work in that time. And it's very scary for me to share it right now because that's ironically what I'm helping with with my clients with. I have one client in mind now who has been working so damn hard. He's close to 50 and quite successful in his business. Not quite. He is successful. He's one of the best uh, in, uh, uh, in his area, in his country. And we have been talking about that, that how hard work has to come first. You need to suffer. That's his belief. His very deep belief or was very deep belief that you need to first suffer for them to be happy. And I was asking, when does that amount clicks that it's enough and you can be happy? And he had a lot of resistance. We had to work with that for quite a while for him to accept that, yeah, I've actually suffered enough in my life. And not that it's necessary at all, but even if I follow that belief, I have suffered for myself and my family and uh, quite a lot of people in my community altogether. I'll help help that burden on my shoulders. It's enough. I can let go now and just enjoy life. And I'm so proud of him uh, looking at his success this year with his work, how he has change things with the pricing of his services and products and with the timelines that he does and commitments to the clients and whom she's, he's choosing to work with and how he's taking days off when it's good weather and how he lets go of his employees when it's good weather. You probably know, guessed that it's in the Nordics where the good weather is not a guarantee even in the summer. And he's been mess- messaging me with those pictures of bike tours with uh, his wife and uh, their dog going to a lake uh, on a Wednesday because it was nice weather and taking a day off and allowing himself doing those things. This is just such a huge shift from the last year when I was seeing him like a hair thin away from a complete crash and burnout. So going back to the irony and on me being scared of sharing this, this is what I'm helping others, but Heck, do I need help with that myself? I, of course, am better at than my clients in those things, but, but by no means am I 
perfect in allowing myself to live in pleasure, to allow myself to have it easy, uh, to go with the flow, to enjoy every moment of it. And uh, this is definitely something that I'm taking with myself from August and I'm um, working on. Not hard. <laughs> I'm working on it um, with ease and I'm exploring different ways of doing it and finding my ways of shifting my mind towards allowing more pleasure and more ease into my life and not feeling like I have to do things and I must, but only for, first and foremost go from what I want and how I what energizes me and I act from that, really. So again, reflection to you or, or for you, uh, look at your life and see where do I do what do you do with those musts? Where do you make it harder for yourself than it's necessary? And act upon. Whenever you find something that is harder than it can be, experiment, explore. How can you make it easier for yourself? How can you make it more pleasurable? And see what, what comes from that. And uh, yeah, happy if you share your thoughts with me because that's a new journey for me or new phase of it. And uh, I. I would love to do it together with my community, with you, Genius Leader. Another or several um, reflections coming from this morning, actually. So it's uh, Monday, the 5th of September, September today. And I had a consultation, as it's called, or you can say a therapy session with this lady whose course I was doing in August. And um, I realized one thing, um, that I've been working on my personal development for over a decade around 13 years now, and all this time I've been doing it intellectually. So this lady was asking me questions. So how does this feel? Or how does how do you feel here? What comes in your body now? And so on. And I had answers to that, but they were coming not from my body, what she was asking about, but from my brain. And I realized that I knew, quote unquote, correct answers to those questions, but I had no clue whether they were mine. And when I started, like I, I noticed it quite early in the call, and I uh, tried to really listen to my body, and there was just silence. And I know that my body is not silent. I know that it's telling me a lot of things, but I have never learned to listen to it in a way that it deserves, and uh, that would be very good for me. And that is a very powerful insight for me that I'm grateful for the work that I've done before. I have developed so much, and I've helped people on the way by leading with my own example, but also by helping others with what uh, everything I've learned and tried and tested. But I feel like today, this morning conversation has been the start of a new era, new phase for me, where my development will be in the emotional field, will be in a field of feelings. Because I've been doing that work of feeling my feelings and learning to understand my emotions for a while and I have opened myself to a part of that spectrum but the spectrum of our feelings and emotions is so huge and so rich and I realize how numb I am to most of them and honestly I I wanted to say I'm excited to do this work but I'm not excited it's just this feeling of calm I am calm getting into this phase I feel like I'm ready for it and it feels good to go into some new field for me and uh, discover new angles of me and get into the new depth of my own development, my own life, my own soul, whatever you would call it. So this is, I don't know how to explain it better. I just 
feel so calm that this realization has come to me now. And I'm so grateful to this lady, to her course and all the other participants. The chat was so active and so loving and so supportive, but also so honest and vulnerable. That was quite a journey of itself to be part of the chat. I'm grateful for myself to for being ready to be here for embracing on this journey. And uh, I'll keep you updated on how it's going, what I'm discovering and which tools I'm learning that might be helpful for you. And to wrap up, one of the tools that I've been using during August was alarms, which I called, I labeled them, how do I feel right now? And they were ringing five days or five times a day. And it was funny because my phone is always on silent. I don't know what ringtone I have and those kind of things. Um, I've never used the uh, sounds that way. So the only time I hear this, the sounds on my phone was those alarms. So my, my daughter started asking me, Mama, why is your phone ringing? And I told her, like, I have this alarm that is asking me, my phone is asking me how I feel. And she asked me why it's important or why is my phone asking me and those kind of things. And I explained to her and... Whenever my my phone would ring since then, she would ask me, how do you feel, mommy? And then she would listen and then she would turn to my husband and like, and how do you feel, daddy? And she was like having those conversations. And now I switch those off because I I feel like I have this habit of doing it. Now I just need to get more from intellectual understanding of how I'm feeling to the emotional part of it. which is the insight from today. But nowadays I have this uh, living creature being the alarm that uh, randomly in the middle of conversation, in the middle of reading the book, would pause and say, how do you feel, mommy? Or how do you feel, daddy? How are you feeling now? And it's just a beautiful way of sharing and growing together and uh, being open to whatever comes when you pause and reflect or not reflect even just pause and feel feel your damn feelings to understand what your body is trying to tell you and uh, to allow your body and this wisdom of intuition experience whatever you would call it higher power within you to let them guide you so That was maybe quite a philosophical or spiritual, I don't know, uh, podcast today. I uh, hope you're taking some reflections from it and taking some action and um, implementing some of these things in your life. Let me know how it goes for you, what resonated, what maybe did not, where you agree or disagree, what are your experiences on the topics that I've covered today, and talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 